Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to an emergency recording of the Adventure Capital Pod. I am so excited to riff on Black Friday and Cyber Monday, and I am super, super excited to do it with my my good friend, my partner here at Rerouted, Mr. Chris Wilsey. Chris, you want you want to say hi and tell tell everybody a little bit about what you do here at Rerouted, and then uh, we'll just start chatting. Yeah, thanks for having me on today, Chap. So Chap really brought me into Rerouted via my cousin. Shout out to Brian Shoning, who worked with us for a little while in podcasting and content to kind of what I jokingly used to say is do all the things that Chap didn't enjoy doing. So I'm kind of on the on the back end of the business covering a lot of the finance and administrative compliance and legal and accounting work. So a lot of the, a lot of the boring kind of foundational things that that keep the company afloat. Well, Chap gets to go have all the fun and chat with the investors and do all the the flashy shiny stuff. With the the face of the franchise versus the engine that actually makes the whole business run is what what what's really going on here. And so we're super lucky to have Chris on to, to chat a little bit about Black Friday and Cyber Monday because they're really it's a really interesting super fabricated i guess i don't want to call it a holiday because it's it's based around thanksgiving but i don't know it's like an event is that kind of how you would generally describe it a a, a business event yeah i would say it depends on how far down the kind of theory hole you want to go with these two <laughs> the, these two days because i mean you're right they're they're mostly created by retail to force retail and and to get sales in that vein absolutely cooking and almost have a another holiday purchase extravaganza before the actual holiday season comes around for you know that specific activity with christmas yeah so i think calling it an event is probably fair you know it's more of an event less the holiday is thanksgiving and they kind of stapled it on to the end well the timing is perfect when you think about it right it's the end of the season everybody's starting to do christmas shopping and everybody knows how crazy both these things can be. And so Chris and I both just did a little bit of poking around about the history. And I think, A, this is one of those things like an idiom where who really knows who started it and how it started. There was a couple different origin stories that that I was able to track down. And Chris also found another one that's really fascinating. So the, the one that I found was it, 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 the first registered use of the term Black Friday had nothing to do with a retail event, but it did have to do with the day after Thanksgiving, where where Philadelphia was swarmed with people who were going to see the old Army-Navy game. That was back in the 50s and 60s, and the, the black, term Black Friday came from the police blotter, is where they started referencing Black Friday because of the chaos, the mayhem, everything, and as an outcome of that, stores started to make sales to try to encourage people not to rob them and not to cause chaos. And, you know, all the extra police force came out. And so that was the the first origin story I found. But as Chris is going to share, that the actual retail event, so to speak, 
didn't come into existence until kind of the early 2000s, crazy as that is to believe. Chris, what did you find out? Well, first, I just want to say shout out to the city of Philadelphia. I love Philly. I've been there a couple of times for some events, but, uh, you know, to have another sport filled ruckus event cause, you know, a change in history. As right. it as it so seems to do over there, and yeah, yeah the the information that I that I'd pulled up more so had to do with with Cyber Monday, okay. less so with Black Friday. And I had seen, you know, that back in the in the you know middle nineteen hundreds that that's kind of where that was established, and then it kind of slowly turned into a retail day, probably with the I would imagine you know the some kind of gigantic you know American malls and shopping Traffic centers and malls, all of that shopping, that happened. Yeah. Yeah, but the the kind of e-commerce side of it, which then turned into Cyber Monday as kind of more and more things came online was, you know, prevalent in the early 2000s. There's actually kind of one of the first or supposedly first appearances of this was from a guy named Tony Velado, who kind of proposed that there be a White Wednesday, which would have been the day before Thanksgiving, that would be like an online retailer day before the holiday. And I think the thinking was that it would be people's last day at work in the office, which at that period of time actually had typically the most secure internet. You know, everybody has high-speed internet nowadays, but back at the early stages of the dot-com, like not everybody had super stable internet. So there's actually a large contingency of people that were doing this shopping at work because that was where they had the most stable internet connections. And so, you know, the suggestion was, oh, let the Wednesday before everybody takes off for the holiday. And then a few years later in 2005, you know, the term Cyber Monday was coined. I think it was by and Ellen Davis, and they had done a lot of research, I guess, into the actual web traffic statistics and had seen that like there was something in, I think it was around a 70 plus percent uptick in the amount of online retail traffic that was happening the Monday after the holidays. And again, during that time period, a lot of it was spurred. I guess the, the original idea was well, everybody got back from the holidays. Most people were back in the offices on Monday and anything that they had seen on infomercials over, you know, the holiday weekend, being around family, you know, word of mouth, all those good channels that, you know, these big retailers can reach out through. All of a sudden, all of those items that people, you know, with the less stable internet connection at home, potentially even during that time period, everybody was hopping back onto work or when, you know, people inevitably get bored in the office, we're purchasing all this stuff on Monday. And so they determined that Monday would be the correct day and it kind of evolved from there. Well, it's pretty wild. And so Chris mentioned Ellen Davis, who was back then the senior vice president of the research and strategic initiatives for the National Retail Federation. And, And think about that. Some organization, the National Retail Federation, which before this preliminary research, Chris, in all honesty, I'd never heard of, has created no, such either. a cultural has created such a cultural phenomenon, so much so that we saw a bunch of reports, but one that really jumped off the page to me was that record Cyber Monday spending was at twelve million dollars a minute during these peak shopping hours. That's almost incomprehensible 
to to consider that during those peak hours, twelve million dollars a minute of spending are happening on those Cyber Monday things, and it, it kind of brings me back to this really interesting point, which is we had Black Friday, and at some point, the e-com businesses that were coming into play said, "Hey, we want we want to be a part of that. We feel like." we're doing something similar and we want to line up and Chris, we're running a online used gear business an e-com business for sure, but even more it's, it's re-commerce. And so our dynamic on black Friday, cyber Monday, it is forced to be a little bit different than how a traditional retailer approaches it. I, I suppose t- talk a little bit about how you from the backside of things from the administrative finance side how do you kind of start reconciling some of the stuff that we're doing and how does black friday cyber monday pertain to kind of what we're doing here at rerouted yeah it's an interesting point that you brought up there because we are in that secondhand thrift category of good you know we kind of operate almost on a black friday is every day uh, you know, cyber Cyber Monday is yep. every day because yep. all of our items are are marked down. One of the kind of the biggest advantages of these two big holidays is for, you know, for retailers of brick and mortar and completely online is you know a lot of them have inventory and with the year end closing, it's a it's a great way for them to have big markdowns and clear out old inventory so that they don't have to just scrap it and you know write it off for the end of the year well we don't really have that have that luxury or also that need because most of our inventory is you know it's synthetic we it's owned by the individual sellers so we don't have a big warehouse stocked up with a bunch of inventory that we bought at a very low cost and therefore can mark down and just kind of lower the return that we would get on those goods. So we, to your point, we don't operate in a typical Black Friday manner. And and one of the ways that we've kind of gotten about that is, you know, we will offer percentage off of our merchandise because that does work in a more traditional uh, retail way with the merch creators that we have and providers there on, on our supply side. And also we we do a lot more deals that are kind of more just plain dollar amount off, almost think yeah. of like a gift card, right? So we'll do promotional codes instead because that way, you know, something that's already marked down 60% off retail, okay, <laughs> you mark it down another 40%. Sure, it's still cheap, but our stuff was still cheap to begin with. You know, that's <laughs> kind of the, the nature of the beast that we're in. And so we've we've gotten more creative with, you know, yes, we we impact our merch, but we'll we'll do deals on gift cards sometimes. You know, where you can buy a gift card and get you know twenty percent tacked onto that gift card. For example, we'll do more just traditional. Hey, here's a a flat rate dollar amount off because um, it it tends to be a little bit more impactful on the face value and kind of from an operational side, it's it's a it's a bit of the same you know it's it's a big pull just to get traffic and what we're always fighting for is getting traffic because we're we're the little guys in this this vast world of online retail and so getting traffic sort of the name of the game still totally and and i think that for all of you out there listening that are looking to start a business or already have a business or kind of trying to think about what what your black friday 
Cyber Monday strategy might be, we dug a little bit deeper and we wanted to know what what's the psychology behind it and why is it so effective for so many people? Chris is right. It's, it's great for the retailers because they get to move all of those items that are just going to get buried when next year's model comes out, that they can move, get out of their warehouse. But what is it about the event itself that drives so much value? And, and the kind of big highlights that we figured out are, it creates this, this urgency and this fear of missing out. If you know that, you know, the best buyer, Walmart is offering a TV at 80% off what it's supposed to, only for today. Well, if you need a TV, guess which day of the year you're going to go buy that TV. You have that urgency. You really want to make that happen. There's You're on this timeline. And so how do we apply it to more non-traditional retail? And you see a lot of people running membership Black Friday deals. I saw Peacock was offering me a dollar a month for 12 months. So there's a lot of creative ways that people do this but but when it comes down to it it's about that urgency it's about that scarcity and and it's about this almost shockingly low prices that allow people to convince themselves to buy things that they don't need because these prices are just almost so irresistible and and i and i suppose chris with those kind of highlights in mind I, I don't know. Do you want to add anything to that? The idea of FOMO, I think, is the biggest aspect of the Black Friday, Cyber Monday extravaganza. To your point, it, it puts on the pressure. And, you know, I know even myself from my own life, you know, I'll sometimes be considering getting something, especially if it's in the electronics world where things are a bit more expensive and it's common knowledge at this point that you can get really good deals on electronics and black friday because all the new models are coming out in the following year you know I'll, I'll i will refrain from purchasing it beforehand and kind of set aside a little bit of a budget with the intention that i'm going to be picking up something that i've been looking at over that time period yeah. and so that that anticipation and that fomo is really i think what drives the vast amount of activity and yeah. And, and I also do believe that there is, and you know, maybe this is getting a little bit too qualitative or, or fluffy with kind of the analysis around <laughs> Black Friday, but you know, people are just genuinely, I think, a bit happier during the holiday season, right? In most industries, you're a little bit less for wear with work, you know, unless praise your heart, you're kind of in in tax land end of year or you know, finance departments have end of year and closing stuff. But even that usually really kicks off kind of after the holidays. And so, yeah. you know, with that kind of togetherness and a lot of people seek out either vacation or family time or, or time with friends and you have more time, you know, you're enjoying that with the people you want to be around. Um, I, I think that that in itself too just creates an environment where people are more open you know, to kind of seeking out those, those items, right? Because you're not dealing with, you've got less of the every day. So you have a minute to kind yeah. of kick back. And in those minutes where you're kicking back and you have a little bit of time, 
maybe you are in the back of your head kind of more willing, you know, to maybe drop, drop a quick dollar here, a dollar there to grab something that's been on your mind for a little bit and also gift giving, right? Like it's a time of giving um, coming around the corner right after Black Friday. So I think a lot of people too are, are loading up on gifts and as much as we would not ever admit to it, like, hey, if you can get someone a nice gift and get it at a discount, by all means, <laughs> you're going to do that. A hundred percent. I'm super glad you brought it back to gift giving because in, in my mind, here's the the cynical look at the gift giving time frame with which Black Friday, Cyber Monday occurs. You ever hear the phrase where there's this, or I guess it's not really a phrase, but this more concept that it really hurts you emotionally equally to spend a hundred dollars and a thousand dollars. There's not an emotional difference between those two price points. If you're liquid enough that a thousand dollars isn't bankrupting you. So, so I guess the cynical look is you're already buying a boatload of gifts. You might as well buy one more thing or you bought all this stuff for other people man, I can spend 200 bucks and buy that new TV I want. And I and I think you're right on the electronics, those higher value items. I mean, so what if the $30 backpack is 60% off? That just isn't that meaningful. It's these bigger ticket items that, that really drive value. And then Chris, you also raised a really high value point about social proof, right? Everybody's participating in these events and so everybody knows about them and remember they're fabricated the national retail federation created these events well maybe not black friday exactly but they definitely fostered it along but they've created these things that everybody wants to participate in i mean i've been about as big of an outdoor dirtbag as you can be i've bought shit on cyber monday and black friday I think everybody's participated because how could you not? And that's that kind of cycles it all up. That's the FOMO. That's the urgency. That's the deadlines. That's the prices nullifying the critical thinking and and really feeling like you need to participate in before before the scarcity kicks in. So I I think Chris, we don't need to riff on this too much longer. I want to know, do you have any? I found a couple interesting stories and obviously I've heard of the crazy overnights, just the crazy things that people have done on Black Friday, Cyber Monday. What what do you have? You have anything in your back pocket? Any crazy stories you've heard about or anything you saw in your research? Not as much from research. I remember the first Black Friday I ever went and participated in. My parents were not huge shoppers. If you've ever met my dad, he's a big bearded wilderness guy and so he yep. was not you know the one to go post himself up into a mall on a right. rid- some ridiculous hour so when I was at the end of high school had my own license I went with one of my friends and I grew up in a small town in upstate New York and so not big city not big commercial necessarily however our local mall it felt like I was in downtown Manhattan the wow. amount of people that were posted up there at 4.30 in the morning, because I think everything opened at about 4 a.m. Or, or something like that, 3 or 4 a.m. And 
it wasn't just, and this is what really caught me by surprise at the time. It wasn't just for the shopping because everything was open. Every, every strip mall, every big commercial mall that we had, all of the stores from small little local to the coffee shops that were in there to the, you know, the big Macy's and JC Penney's at the time and, and things of that nature. But it was also the add-ons and services that were available, like holiday photo pictures and little events that were set up and, you know, event stalls. And it was like everybody who is involved in any type of commerce or service is fully taking advantage of, of what's happening and the fact that there is more people than you could ever imagine out and about at some ungodly hour after crushing a whole bunch of coffee or energy drinks. And, you know, you know that these people and they were, cause I was one of them and we were out for a couple hours that morning. Yeah. Um, and it, it's just the way that it goes. I'll, I'll just never forget. It felt like everybody in, you know, my area had just committed to going to the mall at four o'clock in the morning and we got there and it was as if it was, you know, middle of the afternoon on a traditional Saturday. That's the level of activity that it felt like. And, you know, the food courts were open. I think the movie theater might've even been open. You know, people wow. had had kiosks for signing up for, you know, different types of memberships. And like I said, there were like holiday photos and stations available to get your Christmas photos in. It was just the, the like you said before, just a huge event at a scale that I wouldn't have believed had I not gone myself. And so not, not a crazy story, but. No, I mean, what you just described, Chris, was, you know, small town America on Black Friday throwing a, a retail festival at three o'clock in the morning on Black Friday, which is just insanity. And it's it's wild that so many people have that it's built that it's become such this phenomenon and, and so i think that it's worth everybody's time that's listening it to go just do some black friday searching because my goodness some of the videos that you'll see are just they're outrageous they're shocking it's you see fights you see mobs i saw full-on stampedes with people getting trampled i read a story and, and, you know, please keep in mind that these are just trickled up reports. Who knows how valid any of these are? But there's one story about a guy that tried to convince a cashier that the TV that he was trying to buy was worth $20. And he switched the barcodes just to try to get take advantage of this deal. There was another guy that cut in line. And the guy he cut decked him in the face. And the guy that was trying to cut pulled out a gun it's just crazy nonsense things that i saw all over the internet and it's just we obviously chris and i both have showed some cynicism some love it's just such a fascinating event cultural piece of the american culture and i don't i can't remember chris obviously since the national retail federation did this this is not an international event is it i don't think it's happening elsewhere is it really only in the states do you know so i did a little bit of digging and 
I do not remember the exact list of countries. However, okay. there there is a list of countries, and most of it seemed to be, you know, major Asian countries as well as sure. you know ma- major European countries, along with Canada and Mexico in the Americas, sure. who actually kind of, I don't know if you would say celebrate my, but they <laughs> they they recognize the you know. They recognize that the day after Thanksgiving is this big shopping day, and that well, and, you know, Cyber Monday is, is Cyber Monday, and they do and participate. Weird, I guess would be the correct word. How weird is that, Chris? Because Thanksgiving is about as American of a holiday as you can get, besides the Fourth of July. So they've yep. taken a a random American holiday that we've created this retail event around. And they've seen the effectiveness of this retail event and decided to translate it into their own space. I would be interested to know when those started. I'd be interested to know how those are going because it takes time. I mean, 20-ish years later is, you know, I guess I've known of Cyber Monday for 10 years. So it probably took about 10 years to become part of the, you know, the cultural zeitgeist. But I, I would love... Maybe, Chris, next year you and I can circle back and do more of an international look at Black Friday, Cyber Monday. You have any final thoughts here to wrap up? I think this was a great conversation. And, you know, if you're selling something, take advantage of it because people are ready to spend. And it's it's on their mind and you drive a lot of value and give a really good deal and, and people are into it. So I don't know, Chris, you have any final final thoughts here to wrap up? just want to make a, a corrective anecdote 29 okay. countries observes cyber monday Ooh. and it is actually more prevalent kind of in south america than i originally interesting uh, made it out to be argentina colombia chile mexico can you tell can you Peru. tell if they're, they're are they doing it at the same they're doing it the same like week and same time frame even though they're not celebrating American Thanksgiving, right? I believe so. You know, this list is just from the Wikipedia, from the Wikipedia page. But yeah, it's 29 countries and it's a mix of little, actually a little bit in Africa, South America, North America in in general. Wow. And then, and then some countries in in both Eastern and a little bit of Western Europe. Um, Wow. And so it is, (laughs) it is very inclusive. It is truly global. You know, Australia on the other side of the globe there. That's a wild stat, and you have to imagine that that's all fairly recent, probably since the rise of Cyber Monday. What an interesting stat. And to kind of to close this episode up, I, I think that there's a lot to learn from these retail events, and a lot of American holidays are just retail events and an opportunity for people to cut prices and market and get people to spend more money. This one is truly remarkable though in that it's spreading internationally very quickly and you probably could go almost anywhere in the world and say the terms black friday and cyber monday and people would know exactly what you're talking about and what that meant which is a a wild thing to to think about so chris thanks so much for being here and, and chatting with me a little bit about this Pretty, pretty interesting retail event. 
yeah, appreciate having me on again. It's always nice to get a chance to chat with you and engage with, you know, the rerouters in the community that listen to the podcast here. And yeah, it's it's a it's a very very neat event and phenomenon that happens across these two days. And to your point, kind of in the beginning, it's always ripe with opportunity. And you know, there's always, especially small businesses, dropping new items and new products and new services around these times because it's one of the kind of biggest concentrated times of people actively searching to go spend spend their money. Wild. All right, everybody, Adventure Capital Podcast out. Go check us out at rerouted.co. Check us out on all of our social medias at rerouted underscore co. And we will catch up soon. Thanks all. See you guys on Thursday.